Hi, um, welcome to Gay and G-A-Y and U-N-Y. Uh, my name is James. Uh, this is my podcast. Uh, I haven't recorded a lot. I kind of had a, a lot going on, but it's, you know, it's January 5th. Figured I would try this out. Um, I was in a weird space, so I don't feel like verbalizing a lot, I guess. Um, especially through the holidays. It felt like holidays were just crazy. I said, I say we made it. I always had made it through the holidays, and I hear people repeat that phrase all the time. I made it through the holidays. Like, what did you make it through? You know, you made it through. You know, the rush of going place to place, the presents, the food, sugar, uh, the relatives, um, the obligations, um, the unwelcome opinions, which people seem to have a lot. Um, Maybe it's just in my case, but, um, you know, more me as just a gay man. I hear a lot of unpopular opinions or that's maybe I search for them or me, but they somehow seem to find me, especially during um, the holidays, uh, unwelcome, unwelcome opinions that I don't really want to hear. <laughs> but I think, you know, thinking back, like it's else felt like an onslaught of like, you need to be happy and look back on the on the year and like celebrate that and at the same time i want to celebrate the same time i kind of don't want to celebrate it you know sometimes it's just kind of like okay let's just let last year be let's let it exist there in the space on its own you know like it's some asteroid on its own trajectory um sometimes years like that in our lives feel like um distant past even though it's you know legitimately 365 days of the past year but i don't regret any of it but it seems the holidays when i when it because i've been thinking about it constantly especially this past year with going through a relationship and ending the relationship and that's always the time you reflect on everything and did i make the right decision did i do the right thing did i you know did i was i too hasty this part or even dating like i tried to think back of all the <laughs> this may sound bad but i've tried to think back about all the different guys i've talked to since being single and going back into the dating world and um i think i've forgotten a few uh which may sound bad but when you're single and 40 something, 45, like I am, you know, you can forget some names, some, maybe some faces, hopefully, especially the bad ones, i.e. my last, my last podcast. <laughs> so, um, but when I think about the holidays, when I think about Christmas, what really comes to mind is, you know, what I really thought of or what really brought me joy this holiday season was me thinking back on you know some of the really great christmases because there's been some really great profound you know impacts um that have ha that have happened to me in my life i'm not in you know during the holidays and the holidays is definitely a catalyst for a lot of them because it, you know when you're a kid it's all about joy and getting presents and seeing people happy and um and and hope, really, the hope is the big part of that one. You know, I hope we have a good night. I hope this is fun. I hope this. I hope Santa leaves us something under under the tree. And I think um, one memory that I have 
as a kid, and I know I'm pretty lucky to have this memory. A lot of kids don't have this memory, you know, well, obviously, because it's mine, <laughs> duh, James. But um, I think um, I want to say I was eight or nine and there's and I'm one of five. So I think there was four, there was four of us or maybe three of us, me and my two, me and my three sisters. Um, and we were, we would go to our, my grandparents' house way up north where the snow banks were 10 feet tall. They were like towering almost over, you know, the small farmhouse they lived in. They lived on a farm up north. And I remember this Christmas we went up there and we would always go up Christmas Eve. We would get in the station wagon. We'd get in the back of the station wagon. Everyone to ride in the way back. So you could, you know, face backwards and kind of look the opposite way you were driving. Dad was driving. Um, and we'd make it through, we'd make it to my grandmother, my grandmother, my grandfather's house. And it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I remember being there and my, my, my grandmother was a very giving woman. She kind of instilled the idea of Christmas and joy and giving and, um, and how important that is on the holiday and Christmas specifically. And she was a big force of nature in our life. She was a big influence. I think on, on me, at least I could just speak for myself. And she always went nuts with Christmas, got us a lot of toys, always buy us like themes of toys. Like if she wouldn't get one of something, she would get like five of something. And you'd end up with a garbage bag full of groceries or not groceries, um, presents that you, that we'd have to haul back home when all we would want to do would be to play with them constantly. And this year we would always like to go outside and play in the snow, make snow forts because the snow banks were 12, 13 feet tall. They were so tall and we would slide down them and stuff. And this year we had went specifically, it was snowing like always. And um, we weren't allowed to go outside. And I, we were really upset because we weren't allowed to go outside. And I, I remember hearing the, the adults all talk about this pack of, this pack of dogs outside that were playing in the snow. And of course, immediately I thought, oh my God, it's wolves. There's wolves outside. So I run to the window and I look out the window and um, I see, do see a pack of, you know, dogs through the snow in the field playing. And there were probably coyotes or something. Um, it was about just when it was getting ready to get dark. And I remember being so bummed out, but completely fascinated watching these, you know, these canines jump through the snow and almost play, like taking up our time. Like, oh, we can't go outside because they're out there. So you know, there was that fear in the back of my mind, like, oh, we're not allowed to go out there because they're going to eat us obviously um and maybe that's why it's so memorable because the danger that danger aspect <laughs> of christmas and you know a pack of dogs or koi dogs or whatever they were outside playing in the snow and um i remember my grandmother asking my grandfather she's like well it's time to t you got to take the kids out to the barn and my grandfather after we opened our presents and ripped everything apart and he picked all the t paper up i remember my grandpa saying okay you kids have to come out to the barn and so we're like what what is this and my grandmother said go out to the barn so we all got bundled up put our put all our hats and snowsuits on and went out to the barn and it was cold it was blowing and they there's a big old barn and my grandfather used to have beef cattle and some i think sheep and goats at one time or another and we walked into the barn and in the corner of the barn in the stall was this little black pony. And I didn't really understand, but my grandfather said, Merry Christmas. And he had gotten us a pony for Christmas. And uh, I remember being completely elated and like so fascinated and so happy. 
um, that, oh my God, we got a pony. And yes, I'm one of those kids who got a pony for Christmas. And I realized saying that out loud, that's a level of privilege and very stereotypical <laughs> in a way. Um, but we were, I mean, I was blue collar and my grandfather, and we asked him where he got the pony from. And he told us he saved it from the glue factory. And I don't think we understood at that time, but we asked a lot of questions on the way home. And my dad tried to explain it to us the best way he could. Um, he, my grandfather also joked that he saved it from the dog food factory. He never really told us where he got it from, but I know it was a black Shetland pony. And, um, and we met midnight that night who we, who was kept at my grandparents' farm for years and years. And, um, it was probably one of the best Christmas presents I've ever gotten. And it was a shared gift with my sisters. And it was kind of like a big dog. We could lead him around. We would lead him around the barnyard and stuff, but we could not ride him. He was a little bit mean. He would bite us. And um, he liked to kick a little, but never kicked any of us. Um, he would steal my grandfather's hat and, you know, bite him at times to play around with him. It seemed like he really got along with that grandfather, who was pretty much... He was a little bit of a grumpy guy, my grand, my grandfather. He was a little bit of a intellectual curmudgeon, is what I would label my grandfather as. He's very, very smart, but not very, you know, can be grouch, could be grouchy at times, but in a loving way, <laughs> in a loving way. And that that I mean that idea that that Christmas we got the pony for Christmas stuck in my mind and um, definitely helped form my idea of Christmas and what that means. And it wasn't, you know, and I, I could think, I could think, I could overthink this to death and try to think what does the pony represent, you know, or what did it mean? And um, was it just a big dog that we had to clean up after? Um, but I think, you know, what it comes down to really, and it's going to be kind of sappy is that idea of love. I think my grandparents loved us so much. And we love them too, but the idea of them trying to encompass that in a gift, because my grandmother was a really good gift giver and not just because of material things, but what things meant. And she really thought about what things meant. And I think she, I think they thought about that. And I think, and at the time we, it was the eighties. We were, I was a little gay boy and my sisters, we were obsessed with my little pony. So guess what that meant for us to get a real pony like probably took us over the edge into obsession maybe, but we still, you know, we, we loved my little pony. We watched the show, we collected them and then we got a real one and that just kind of like, okay, this is it. We're going to live the real life. My little pony, like we're going to be the kids in the show, but in our, in our imaginations only <laughs> not in real life, obviously. So, but, um, that, I, that idea that thought of, you know, what, how does my, my grandmother, when she must have, or my grandfather and my grandmother, when they've been thinking of this, you know, how do they encompass or how, what is that? You know, they wanted to give us the world and that, I mean, in a way they kind of did that Christmas. They gave us our own, you know, world of imagination, kind of blew it out of the water when giving us a real life pony, which we did not know anything about caring for anything, which my grandfather, my grandparents did for years and years till midnight died. And he was a good pony. It was interesting. It was, it was a great gift and it still remains one of the best gifts I've ever gotten, I think. And I think just because the surroundings and everything, but also because it's, it was my grandmother and my grandfather, they were pretty important and influential in our lives. Um, and even in their deaths, we st I still think of them constantly 
Um, my grandmother died when I was, oh God, when I, when I got, I think I was out of college or I just got out of my first two years of college, something I can't remember. And it's being 45 and trying to remember that far back now, I think about it and I feel a little guilty that I don't remember the day and time and that I should, that it's a, some kind of form of disrespect to her, but no disrespect to my grandmother because, you know, obviously she knows how much she still means to me, um, even in her death. Um, and I still think about her every Christmas. That's what really struck me, like on the best, <laughs> through all the chaos this Christmas, through the parties and some of the drunkenness, not my drunkenness, other people's drunkenness. Um, it was just nice to, the day after Christmas, lay down on my couch and watch Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2, and not say a word. And um, probably the lesson of the year, what the year has really taught me, or maybe it's trying to say to me or something, or maybe I think it's too damn much. Um, but it's okay for me being by myself. Um, and I do like myself. And I'm not completely by myself. I have my dogs, and they keep me company. And I'm very lucky to have them. They're old. And one is licking a pillow right now, which is so strange. But mine are not going to be ordinary for sure. <laughs> um, and that's just my reflections on the year. Like, I think that me being okay with just me being by myself. It's for some reason I would, you know, at New Year's Day, I felt... I felt a little extra low. I felt extra lonely. And I think it was like, it's kind of the year anniversary of, you know, the first real crack in my last relationship foundation. I think that's when he told me he didn't want a relationship. And then we tried to make it work. Those are air quotes going on right there when I said that. Um, and didn't, obviously. Um, and I think this, just this New Year's Day, I felt lonely. And I, and I, a friend messaged me and asked me and I told them exactly how I was feeling. I said, should I lie to him? Should I just tell him I'm fine? And I'm like, no, I'm going to tell him how exactly how I feel because a real friend is going to want to know that you feel like shit today and we'll talk to you and we'll respond and we'll listen to you. I think how lucky I am to have so amazing, some, so some amazing listeners in my life, the people that listen and really hear what I say. And I listen back. I'm clicking a pen. If you heard that, by the way, I should not be doing that. While I do a podcast, I realize. Um, but I think that is something a lot of us sometimes desperately need is someone to listen to us. Because um, we get, to, I mean, I get talked at all the time and talked at day after day. And sometimes when you find someone who actually listens to you, um, and even more so if they understand, it's pretty special. And you should thank those people. And I thank them in my life. And I'll thank the ones who are obviously listening to this. Uh, my friends who do listen to me and family who listen to me too. Because I am very lucky. And I think that may be the takeaway from, <coughs> excuse me, this holiday season as I reflect back on the year. Um, there's no... I mean, it's simple lessons, simple, small lessons that maybe I just need to, I needed to be reminded of. And that I am reminded of, and I try to remind myself of all the time. But um, I started writing my thoughts down in a journal I got for Christmas and starting to take a little more responsibility. I hate saying it's a resolution or something like that, but I think it's just something new that I want to do. 
because you know i go to the gym on a regular basis and every after the first year it's always packed with people trying to get in there and i'm going to change i'm going to change but i think real change just happens you make that decision you quietly do it and that's the way i usually have done things um and that's what i'll continue to do i have a lot of hope for the future um and I can't, you know, I can't say I don't. And trying to find the joy in life. And I found it this Christmas, even though there were times where it was stressful and obligations and running around. And those moments are there. And one of those, you know, that hope comes really from those memories that I have as a child. And that joy comes from that memory of me as a child trudging through, through, through the snow to look at a little black pony in a barn, you know, something so simple that brought me so much joy as a child and still does when I think about it and still does. Sorry there. I had to take a break. Note to self, do not drink seltzer water when recording a podcast because you have to burp. Uh, so that's a new lesson I've learned. Um, I did try something new this Christmas. I tried going on kind of a date on Christmas Eve. I made a plan. I did was, you know, did something for myself, made this dinner date with this guy. He asked me to go to church. So I have not been to church since I was probably in college or 18 when I agreed to go with my mom for Christmas. And I hadn't been back since unless it was a funeral or of course of a wedding, if it was a wedding. And so I agreed to go on a date with this guy, and he asked me if I would come and watch him sing in a choir and um, spend the night. And uh, I did that. I went on a date. I was I made that plan for myself. I'm going to do something I want to do, and I had a great time. I'm not. I didn't know. I felt I felt anxiety going back into the church. It was a Lutheran church. I didn't know what I expected. I expected because I, you know, I'm used to the Catholic church and it being so ominous and dramatic. If we're really going to talk about it, I mean, the Catholic Catholics are so dramatic. Um, and their services are always full of drama. Um, and I don't, I still can't say if it's for me or not because the idea of worshiping and all powerful and it's, it's, I don't know. It was nice ceremony. I like the, I still like the candles lit. Um, when it's dark, it's still beautiful. The music's still beautiful. Like Silent Night will always be beautiful to me. Um, but just as a queer person go- going back into the church, you know, the guy I was going with, I, I identifies as both or bi, um, and he's got that duality, and he that's 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 him. But that's not me. That's and I, for some reason, I can't seem to. Um, rectify or I don't know, solve or come to some kind of agreement with myself in regards to worshiping in a church again, um, just because of maybe standards I set for myself or maybe the history of, you know, what the church has done to queer people and to LGBTQIA plus people. I still have, I'm conflicted about that and still, and of course I see it all over the news and I see it now. Um, I felt, I mean, I was hoping to feel some peace, but I really didn't feel any peace. I felt anxiety. And then I felt a little bit of 
frustration trying to open during COVID. I guess they put everything in a little plastic thing you have to open the host with and then drink the wine, which is really grape juice, this little cup. Um, but it's not, it didn't give me any peace or anything like that. I didn't find it there. Um, the only real peace I found was, you know, falling asleep that night, cuddling with a nice guy who was only there, no alternative, just to sleep next to each other and to comfort each other and to be there for each other. Just, and it may not lead to anything. I mean, I don't know if it will. I think it was just, <laughs> let's go stereotype now, the cuffing season, you know, where you just hook up for the holidays, but there was no hookup. It was just literally cut, comforting each other during the holidays because we were both alone. And I think maybe that's just two different people who found each other and needed that for Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, um, which meant which meant, meant, meant a lot to me at that moment and still does. Cause I do, I, I appreciated that there was no alternative just to spend, just to have company and spend time with me uh, and for me to spend time with him. And, um, and that was the one Christmas gift I probably gave to myself was uh, no judgment. I wanted to just, you know, be with someone who I trusted and I've been on a few dates with this guy and he's a nice guy. Uh, sweet. Um, do I think it's in for the long haul? I don't, unfortunately. Um, but we had that agreement where we just spent Christmas Eve together and made dinner and we went, I agreed to go to church, which I was okay doing. I don't think I was turning, I'm turning my back on my people, even though, believe me, that was in my mind. Um, but the Lutherans have been a little more lax in regards to, you know, um, damning the LGBTQI people to hell. So I think... And I understand people find community in all different places. I think that that just maybe mine isn't there. Um, I want to say my community is my family, but it's all it's more than that because I think there's that chosen family and that chosen community, just friends and people you trust. And I think that's the you know that's the hope and the love that you really should focus on during the holidays and do something for yourself, especially you know when you're by yourself all the time, like me, do something for yourself, do something you want to do. Um, that's legal and safe. Of course, I'm just going to say that. Out loud. Um, but yeah, that was just some of the thoughts I had through the holidays. It felt like I was kind of an autopilot for a while. I helped my family out with a family business, making Christmas wreaths in the month of November and early part of December. And I just work all the time and it feels like I'm on autopilot. And I was working with for other people and doing things for other people, which is my MO really. Um, but that Christmas Eve was mine. So I decided to do what I wanted to do, which was basically, um, you know, fall asleep with my arms wrapped around a guy. Simple, a nice guy, a trustworthy guy. So, and it might, yeah. And I'd say just take care of you, you know, and, and, and I know it's hard to sometimes for myself to be secure in my own decisions because I always overthink everything and my anxiety has definitely been high during this holiday season, but I'm glad it's over and just moving forward. So, and I'll continue to write in my journal. I think that's what really got me going where I needed to make a podcast or at least talk. Um, 
about it, but uh, I just remember that pony in that barn, that little black pony who uh, we got that we got for Christmas one year, and that brings me a lot of joy there and a lot of love there. So um, please be kind to each other. Have a good night. Remember, if anyone or you are having any issues or concerns with being LGBTQIA, you can contact the trevorproject.org or itgetsbetter.org. If you or someone else is um, having issues with suicide ideations or self-harm, you can also dial 988 for the National Suicide Lifeline. Thank you so much. Goodbye.